1: Inside sources. Inside sources. Inside sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Now, well, we've been talking about a lot of the different components in terms of infrastructure bills, what that actually is going to build. We've talked about the inland port and what it's going to be able to do in terms of alleviating some of that pressure on the ports uh, there on the West Coast and and how that plays out. Uh, As we look at that, often uh, we get into this debate uh, over whether more highway is is actually good. So when we talk about bridges and roads, uh, some people wonder, well, should we really be doing more bridges and roads? Is that really the best thing for the planet and for the environment? And sometimes it it might be, and we're going to have that conversation coming up here in just a moment, and we have to kind of get past all of that. Uh, If you missed anything in the first hour of the show today, uh, obviously a lot is going on in Washington, D.C. right now uh, in terms of getting these two bills landed, the $1.2 trillion bipartisan infrastructure deal and then the larger yet to be determined probably 1.5 to 2 trillion dollar social spending bill and the president of course wants to have that buttoned up and done before he gets on a plane tomorrow morning eastern time uh to head over to Europe he will start in Rome with a meeting at the Vatican with Pope Francis uh he will then attend the G20 economic summit and then over the weekend uh monday and tuesday I guess is actually when that will begin he'll be at the climate Summit there in Glasgow, Scotland, and so the president is very anxious to get this uh, buttoned up, wrapped up, signed, sealed, and delivered before he heads out. That's a very, very tall order. And even today, uh, press secretary Jen Psaki said they're still hopeful that they can get this done, that they can get it landed and and completed. There seems to be some hope and optimism on the Democratic side, although it it seems to be that the sticking points are still the sticking points, and the sticking points are still. How are we going to pay for that? And I think, uh, as we talked about uh, in the last segment before uh, the top of the hour, that Senator Joe Manchin is standing on the principles that he told and he signed (laughs) to Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer of his own political party. Don't come back to me on this stuff. This This is what I'm going to represent. This is what I'm willing to do and negotiate on. And this is what I'm not. So don't come back and ask that. Uh, and so he was very specific there. Uh, and yet they're they're still trying to work out the the nitty gritties of of all of that. And uh, there have been additional meetings today. We know that uh, Senator Cinema uh, from Arizona and Senator Manchin were back with the president again today having a meeting. We've also been hearing some rumblings from some of my sources in D.C., Uh, saying that there's still a possibility. It's about 4.10 p.m. Eastern time right now, 2.10 here in Utah. Uh, There's still a chance that President Biden may go to Capitol Hill to have a conversation with uh, people both in the Senate and in the House to see if they can't come to some sort of agreement. Remember, this is all uh, Democrats and Democrats uh, working through all of that. Uh, And so to me, that's going to be interesting to watch. If the president does make a move towards the Capitol, I think that's a very strong signal that they're close enough that the president feels like he can go there and seal the deal. That will be his negotiating point. Uh, And so he will he will buy into that. So we're going to watch and see if the president stays hunkered down, uh, packing his bags to go to the airport tomorrow uh, to head off uh, again first to Rome uh, and uh, then on uh, to Glasgow, Scotland, for the Climate Summit uh, starting early next week. Uh, and so all of that as it relates to infrastructure. Uh, and as we were talking earlier, uh, sometimes when we talk about roads and bridges and expanding, uh, sometimes those uh, on the environmental side of things say, hey, wait a minute, we don't want more of that, we want less of that. And so the, the kind of the think-again moment in all of this is, you know, is that always a bad idea for the planet? And how will the environmental rules and regulation affect uh, how much we'll pay for things that are actually included in these infrastructure bills that we've been debating for the last nine months? Uh, Christian Britschke is an associate editor at Reason Magazine, and uh, he he wrote a fascinating piece talking about it's not always a bad idea to expand a highway, and uh, joins us now. Christian, thanks for jumping on the program with us.
2: Hey, thanks so much for having me on.
1: So you're saying it's not always a bad idea to uh, put a little more steel and concrete in the ground and uh, expand some of our roads and highways.
2: Sure. No, absolutely not. I mean, if you have a um, – if you're a place, uh, you know, a fast-growing place, kind of like a Salt Lake City metro area um, or a lot of other places in the United States uh, that hasn't expanded its highway system in a long time um, and you have a lot more drivers and a lot more congestion, um it's not a bad idea to add more road space um w- to kind of relieve that congestion um that has it's become an unpopular idea a lot of people say that it doesn't work to reduce traffic congestion but uh yeah i think uh, it actually it, it probably does in a lot of circumstances
1: yeah and i think in many cases uh it does become the political thing sometimes you get the shiny object too whether it's a, a tram or a rail system or or whatever uh, that may or may not get used Uh, There's also just a lot of politics in all of this. Uh, You mentioned in your piece that uh, you have a transportation bill, which, of course, is being uh, driven by House Democrats and and Senate Democrats and the president. Uh, But they're also doing a lot of things behind the scenes that have actually made it harder for states uh, to spend that those federal transportation dollars on actual roads.
2: Right. Sure. So um, it's interesting Um, at the federal level. Um, Before a federal agency can uh, sign off on something, say funding a new highway or maybe funding a new uh, light rail system, uh, anything like that, they have to uh, perform a study of the environmental impacts. This is required by the National Environmental Policy Act, which goes back to the the 70s. So that's nothing new. Um, However, there are a lot of uh, questions about exactly um, how much these agencies have to study environmental impacts, what exactly – would count as an agency action that would require them to study something. Um, And the Biden administration has come in recently and uh, said that uh, they have to – basically raising the requirements for uh, how many effects they have to study related to a project um, just make these reviews a lot more onerous and therefore add a lot more cost to the kinds of infrastructure that obviously the Biden administration would like to build with all the spending that's endorsed.
1: Yeah, we've always uh, focused here in the state of Utah on the fact that we can do a lot more in terms of roads and bridges and infrastructure uh, if we do it ourselves, as opposed to having to go through all of those NEPA uh, processes and all the environmental pieces and Davis-Bacon and, and on and on and on and on. Uh, that often it's much sure. more efficient to to just do it yourself,
2: yeah, absolutely, and actually uh, Utah Senator Mike Lee obviously uh, uh, grasps this pretty well because he's proposed a few fixes to uh, NEPA, the the federal environmental law uh, to try and streamline it. It's actually interesting uh, Utah and a lot of western states, you know by and large, NEPA affects you know these infrastructure projects, but in a lot of western states where the federal government owns a lot of land, it actually trips up housing development in a lot of uh, circumstances too, so its effects are pretty far reaching.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And then just one final quick question. Um, In terms of some of those, even some of those green projects, uh, doesn't all of this process and red tape and uh, federal government uh, interjection into all of this, doesn't it even make some of those projects that are very green projects actually take longer and cost more?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So this is the thing that's important to understand about the federal environmental review is that it's not really pro-environment uh, or anti-environment or anything like that. It's just it's pro-status quo, mm-hmm. right? Uh, it makes building new things very hard, and therefore the default is to just not build those things, right, or raise the cost so much that they don't get built. And if you're an environmentalist who wants to see a lot new wind farms or solar plants or – Uh, you know, anything like that, uh, then obviously NEPA is going to make all of those things much more difficult to build as well as uh, maybe a new highway those folks might not like so much.
1: All right. Uh, Great insight as always. Uh, Again, Christian Bridgekey is an associate editor at Reason Magazine. Appreciate him chiming in for us today. Earlier in the show, we talked about the budgetary maneuvers Democrats are using to estimate the cost of the spending packages, even claiming that they really cost nothing. Uh, But they're not alone in this. Uh, We'll take a deeper dive to show the consequences of passing the fiscal hat coming up next. Stay with us.
0: Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night.
2: Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do.
0: When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless.